This is Photo BizX episode number 425 and today we are talking LinkedIn for photographers in business. No matter the genre you shoot, you are about to hear a ton of actionable info on how to make fantastic connections with potential clients on the LinkedIn social media platform and our special guest is the LinkedIn expert for photographers, Jeff Brown. That interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm looking forward to getting into this interview with Jeff Brown in just a second. This is the third time Jeff has appeared on the podcast and the reason being he recently emailed me to say there have been a ton of changes to LinkedIn. There are still so few photographers on the platform and the ones that he is working with and is helping are seeing fantastic results from the time they're putting in on the platform. Now, I'm always of the opinion, well, I used to be, that LinkedIn is only for commercial photographers, but I can assure you that today's interview is focused on you and your business, whether or not you photograph weddings, pets, portraits, families, newborns, you name it. I've tried to steer the conversation in that direction to help you with your business if you want to start using or continue to use LinkedIn to generate leads. So that's coming up in just a minute. Before we get into that interview with Jeff, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Anime Tonkin, we focused on setting up portrait memberships where you have your clients commit to an ongoing portrait session year after year after year. Anime has been doing this successfully in her business. She shares exactly how to do that. The response has been fantastic. Not only did listeners who have heard the interview get a ton from what Anime had to share, I've also had emails and messages from photographers that have tried to implement this, but they didn't have great success. And after hearing Anime talk about it, they've realized there are so many little parts they've sort of left out, skipped over, or hadn't even considered that they feel were the missing links to having this be a successful promotion. So get back and have a listen to Anime Tonkin from last week. If you photograph family portraits, newborns, kids, or even pets, and have thought about setting up a consistent revenue stream from your clients by committing to year-after-year portrait sessions. Photo Biz Exposed. Interviews with photographers to help you build a better photography business. We're going to jump into this interview with Jeff in just a second, but if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't be hearing the full interview today with Jeff. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you are interested in getting the most out of LinkedIn, if you're loving what Jeff shares in the first half of this interview, you can easily hear the rest by becoming a premium member. And you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. Just head to photobizx.com forward slash try for more information. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is the LinkedIn expert, Jeff Brown from the UK. Now, if the name sounds familiar, Jeff has appeared on the podcast for episodes 261 and 313. He is the author of the book, 
the photographer's missing LinkedIn, your step-by-step guide on how to make a ton of money on LinkedIn. Now, in a recent chat, Jeff told me that LinkedIn has changed more in three months than the past two years, and there are still less than 8% of photographers with profiles on the platform. He says for many of the hundreds of photographers he works with, LinkedIn is producing more paid jobs than ever before. I'm looking forward to learning more, and I'm wrapped to have Jeff back with us now. Jeff, welcome to the podcast again. Fantastic, Andrew. It's great to be back on again. <laughs> Mate, why do you think photographers are either reluctant or staying away from LinkedIn? I think it's still the old belief that LinkedIn is for people who are you know, recruiting and, and it's like a recruitment, upload your, your CV sort of platform. And it's not. You know, so Coming close to 775 million users on the platform now, it's the biggest professional social network in the world and with an average wage earner of $80,000 a year. So these are people who actually have money. So do you think people are staying away from because they don't feel they're going to attract clients or they just think it's another social network? Like, Have you heard from people that are reluctant to actually join, photographers specifically? Well, you know, you came up with a, a stat there. So I'd, I did some searches at the beginning of the year and found out that there is quite a lot of photographers on there. So there's a lot of photographers on LinkedIn, but most photographers, a huge percentage of photographers don't have what you call fully optimized profiles. And funny enough, when looking at the entire LinkedIn network itself, 775 million users, there's only 30 million of those have fully optimized profiles. And by fully optimized, that means that they're showing up in the searches, people, they're getting seen. Now, from that, less than 1% of the entire users on LinkedIn create the content that goes into the newsfeed. And from a photographer's point of view, between sort of 8 to 10% of photographers who use LinkedIn actively post to the platform once a month. So if you put that into context to the likes of Facebook and Instagram, where the traffic is high, if you want to start getting seen on LinkedIn and get in front of the people that you want to do business with, then the competition is pretty much non-existent for you. All you've got to do is get your profile fully optimized and get that consistency. So, you know, you do one post on LinkedIn, you're not going to get a load of people inboxing you say, yeah, can I book you? You need to be shown up in people's news feeds. You need to build that relationship. And that takes about two or three months. But I've, I've got clients who we optimize the profile. Three months later, they're going, Jeff, the magic's starting to happen because it's starting to get seen by people. And the big thing is it's no longer a case of, all right, I want to sort of like connect with um, agencies and marketing agencies because I want to be recommended as the photographer. If you want to be the photographer for a chain of Hilton hotels, then you go straight to the guy who runs that chain of hotels and you connect with him on LinkedIn and then you inbox him and you introduce yourself. You start commenting on his posts and that's how you build relationship. You don't have to go with the gatekeepers. You don't have to get past secretaries or go through agencies. You go straight to the client that you want to work with and you work with them. Right. I mean, I, it's pretty easy for me to imagine and see the benefits for a commercial photographer. But what about for the photographer who's photographing families, kids, newborns, weddings? Like, Are their clients on LinkedIn as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the people on LinkedIn, you know, the makeup on LinkedIn is as a huge percentage. I think it's about something like 40 odd percent of the, the platform network are within the 25 to 35 age group. So then you're thinking weddings, you're thinking having the first babies. 
Um, like I said before, the average wage earner is bringing in about $80,000 a year on LinkedIn. So these are people, they're not Groupon type people, they're not freebie hunters. These are people with disposable income. And over 40% of millionaires have a LinkedIn platform and use it actively. So, you know, the type of people who are on there are people who have money. And these people, you know, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're a big CEO of a company, you know, they have families, they have daughters who are getting married, they have dogs they want pictures of. And they would much rather make a purchase from somebody within their network who they know, they like, and they trust than just doing a blind Google search. And so there's a lot of personal sort of stuff done on LinkedIn. And that's another thing, you know, like, a lot of people are terrified to post on LinkedIn and, and my photographers are like, oh, Jeff, is it okay if I put something out about what I did at the weekend? They're like, yeah, I encourage it because it shows that you're not a robot. It shows that you're not just putting out the same stuff all the time. People are getting to know you and understand you. And some of my most engaging posts with hundreds and hundreds of comments and likes have been ones of me halfway up a mountain and I've taken a selfie or a picture of a cheesecake that I made on a weekend you know, and it gets people saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we're all human. We like to engage with people. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie to you, Jeff. I don't have a LinkedIn profile, right? So I don't actually know what it looks like, but it sounds like what you're describing is Facebook. So is it the same? Like, do you log into LinkedIn on your phone and scroll through the feed and see posts from people that you've liked or followed? Yeah, yeah. So it's very, very similar in that sense. So it is, you know, it's like a professional social media. I mean, one of the big things about LinkedIn and what I love about it is, you know, I've got a follower now of 30,000 photographers on LinkedIn. I'm very active on there. I post on there a lot. Sometimes I put some controversial stuff on there. I put my opinions on there and, you know, really try to kick people's backside and get them to, you know, into the, the marketing and the branding of the business. And in all the years I've been posting on there, I think I've had about three or four people make a negative comment. And I've, I've always responded very professionally and says, yep, that's your opinion. Totally fine. That, that's great. And then I've had maybe a, about 10 people jump on the back of the person who's made the negative comment and then, you know, say something negative to that person. The good thing about LinkedIn is you're not going to get trolled. You're not going to get people entering into ridiculous debates and arguments with you just for the hell of it. Because people on LinkedIn are aware that when they put themselves out there, they're putting themselves out there in their professional status. And the best way to deal with a troll is just to leave their comment up there because it makes them look like an idiot to the rest of the, the community. You know, So for that reason, LinkedIn is probably the most forgiving social media platform you can get on. And it's very, very inspirational. Everyone's driven towards inspiration, business, success, also learning from other people's failures. But I think it's that fear that it's a, a professional network that stops people actually doing anything because photographers go, oh my God, I don't, I'm terrified to post because people are laughing at us because it doesn't sound professional. People are just being themselves. It's getting over that initial fear and then starting to realize that once you do post, these people don't just like your post. They will engage on it and comment. It's a discussion-based platform. So as far as LinkedIn are concerned, likes are weak. So the algorithm doesn't assess your content by the number of likes. You can have 2,000 likes on a post and it, it's not going to get you anything because a like's a very weak form of engagement. It takes you a second to press a like button and it doesn't mean anything. It's only vanity. But if you can get people to start talking and engaging on your content, you then build relationships. And it comes down to that old saying, you know, people buy from people who they know, like, and trust. And to be known, you have to put yourself out there. To be liked, you have to 
put content out that, you know, connects with people and then engage with. And then the trust comes when you're not just trying to sell to people, you're trying to build relationships. And that's when the magic happens. And then your inbox starts filling up with inquiries as opposed to you having to outbox people and try to get inquiries. You know, it comes organically to you. Okay. I mean, it sounds unreal. There's so many questions I want to ask you about this. And I want to get into the how side of things as well. But let's say I'm a newborn photographer and I want to post and share the past sessions that I've photographed, these cute babies and, you know, fantastic images with mum, dad and baby, whatever it may be, whatever the style of newborn photography I do. And I've made connections. That's what you call them on LinkedIn, isn't it? Connections? Yeah. Yeah. I've got all these connections and I've got CEOs, I've got millionaires, I've got business owners. I've got people, you know, working in the corporate world. And here I am posting photos of babies. Are those photos, they're going to pop up. Is it like Facebook in the feeds of all those people? Or is the algorithm going to see, okay, it's, uh, for example, only the other women, the young mums that, that comment, only they're going to see those photos in the future or those posts in the future from me? Like, how does it work? Right, so LinkedIn's algorithm works in a, couple, in, in a way. So when you create your LinkedIn profile, uh, you create your LinkedIn profile, and obviously we can talk about this a little bit later, is LinkedIn and now switching on a thing called Creator Mode, which is currently being rolled out at this very moment. But with the standard LinkedIn algorithm, when you create your profile, you set up your profile and you start connecting with people. So if I connect with you, that means we can message each other backwards and forwards with unrestricted limit on the number of characters. By default, if you connect with somebody, you also follow them as well. So you can follow somebody without connecting. So when you follow someone, it says, you say into the algorithm, I want to view this person's content, but I don't want to be connected with them so we can message backwards and forwards, unrestricted. And so you can either connect with somebody by default, you follow them, or you can just follow them so you're following the content. You can also follow pages and companies. So you could follow Nike, you could follow Canon, that sort of thing. And you can follow hashtags. Now, by following a hashtag, a hashtag is like on LinkedIn. It's not like Instagram type hashtags. A hashtag on LinkedIn is more like asking the newsfeed to show you a particular thing. So you could follow the hashtag photography. And that means you're going to start gearing your newsfeed towards people who are posting using the hashtag photography because the content's about photography. You could use the hashtag mountain climbing. So, you know, I, I love mountain climbing. So I would start to see more posts about that. So your own individual newsfeed is made up of the people that you connected to and follow and the ones who you like and engage with the most, a bit like Facebook, the hashtags that you follow. So sort of like tailoring your newsfeed to like a, your own individual newspaper that is tailored around your likes and your interests and also the company pages and influencers. You know, so you can follow somebody like Richard Branson or you can follow Canon Canon's own page and see what they're posting about. Okay, so let's say that you're following those different brands, different people, and let's say we connect and I'm a newborn photographer, so you're seeing my newborn post pop up in your feed. I'm guessing that LinkedIn will also throw in, you know, different things as well just to see if you like them, like like YouTube does for example and Facebook, do they throw suggested content at you as well? Yes, and what they'll also do is to say for instance you connect with me. So we're now connected. So then it shows me a post that's done by you. So I'll see your post and I comment on that. And, you know, we're sort of like our connections run along great. And then you connect, you comment on Dave Smith's photography post. I'm not connected with Dave Smith, but LinkedIn algorithm will see, ah, 
Dave Smith is like, you know, strong connection with Andrew. There's a lot of similarities there. And there's a lot of similarities between you and Andrew. What it does, it'll then prompt me with something. So it'll say, Andrew commented on Dave Smith's post and it'll show that post. So what it's saying is, this is a potential another person for your network because he's similar to Andrew. Andrew engages with them a lot. Probably somebody you're going to like as well. So it's prompting you to connect with other people who have similarities to people within your network. Got it, got it. Okay, so let's say that I connect with you. I'm a newborn photographer, so I'm throwing up newborn photos and you're thinking, I like Andrew. I like chatting to him about photography, but I'm, I'm just tired of seeing these newborn photos. So can you then sort of, do you have to stop me? Do you block me? What happens then? No, you can just quite simply uh, unfollow your your content. So you'd still be connected. We could still message each other backwards and forwards, but you could just choose not to see that. So you're saying to the news feed, I don't want to see this as a priority. I still want to remain a connection with Andrew, be able to message him backwards and forwards, but I don't want to see what he's putting out on social media. Got it. Okay. So if I'm a newborn photographer and I'm joining LinkedIn, I don't have to be afraid of who I connect with because if they don't want to see my stuff, they don't have to see it, but I can still have the connection. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the things to do when you start any particular photography business on LinkedIn is start to think about who your ideal client is. And also another good way to do that, because it's not like where Facebook, you know, with Facebook ads, you can go in and find people who've had babies in the past three months and also target people by interests. With LinkedIn, you can only target people by or simply male or female by looking at the profile picture. You can target them by uh, positions, so CEO, manager, that sort of stuff. You can target them by industry and you can target them by company and then also geographically. So, you know, London, Paris, Melbourne, that sort of thing. So one of the best ways to do is to, when you go in, is look at who that person's connected with because you can see their connections. And then you can also see, so say for instance, you set up your LinkedIn profile, you have a newborn photographer, and in your area, there's a really big baby clothing supplier. So they do everything they do, like the bottles, the baby clothing, all that sort of stuff. What you want to do is you then you connect with them and then start connecting with some of their connections because especially if they're you know female connections, so then because those people are going to be connected with that supplier because that is of interest to them and it potentially means that they've just had a newborn child or they've got children. Okay. I see. can be strategic. You can be very strategic if you want to be. Yeah. And one thing I say to photographers, and this is, this is where a lot of the magic happens on LinkedIn, is don't just think of it as a way to get clients. Think of it as a way to create alliances and joint ventures. And obviously, you know, Joint ventures can be a huge way forward for bringing you you clients in. So a commission-based joint ventures so that the person who does the referral to you will get something out of it. And so it's a win-win for both people. And for me, LinkedIn is, you know, loads of my podcasts, webinars have come from LinkedIn. I've written for five or six magazines because of LinkedIn. I've been approached by Canon and done work with Canon because of LinkedIn. So there's a lot of opportunity come in just from associations and other people so so i always look at it from the bigger picture is not just trying to find photographers to work with on the market and branding but other people who can help me raise my authority and, and grow my network too right so okay so staying with the newborn idea let's say that i i'm a newborn photographer i've located a baby supply store in my local area that i'd love to partner with are you suggesting that i use linkedin to organize a face-to-face meeting or do i just send a message via linkedin saying hey you know, are you open to doing something together where I can reward your clients for any referrals or something like that? 
Well, one of the best things to do is obviously don't go straight in for the the hard sell, and the it is to to connect with this particular person or the you know the owner of this baby company, connect with them, and then what I do is and what all my clients do is you have what's called a, like a watch list or a hot list. So these might be ten or fifteen different companies, businesses, people that you'd really love to get in there with, and as opposed to bombarding them with messages, which come across salesy, because that's one thing you should never do on LinkedIn is, is come across salesy or try and inbox people for just, you know, purely to try and do business with them is one of the best ways is to build a relationship. So say for instance, you connect with this woman who owns this big, huge baby clothing company, and you start keeping an eye on her content. So she's putting out stuff and she might be putting out stuff that's baby related. So then you start commenting on this post and within two or three weeks of maybe, you know, couple of comments and it's not like a comment like oh a nice post or yeah that's cool have a constructive comment yeah i really like that i think they should do more of this for newborn mothers blah 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 that person is going to suddenly recognize you because i know you know there's loads of people comment on my posts but it's things like great work jeff good post or or like it but the people who really put constructive comments on my posts are the ones that straight away they stand out and then you know a couple of weeks later they'll do another one so oh yeah i remember him from the last post so what better way to build a relationship than commenting and start engaging? And it comes down to that people who do business with people who they know, they like, and trust. Then once you've started to comment with each other, she know you know, when you send her an inbox and say, hi, Stacey, you know, I've been commenting on your post for the past few weeks, hope business is going well. I'm just wondering if you're up to a little discussion with something that might be an opportunity for both of us with a commission-based referral scheme, you know, where your clients can become my clients. It's you haven't gone in with a hard sell. She's straight away. She's, oh yeah, this that's that photographer who always comments and stuff. She's really nice. Yeah. So you've built that relationship and you're not just going in in cold. Yes. Got it. Got okay. And is there tactics like that that we can use for you know one on one type? Um, I don't want to say relationships yet, but let's say you see someone who you're a wedding photographer. You get the sense that someone's engaged from the things that they're posting or commenting on. Do you start to comment on their post? Like, do you do the same thing with an individual as you would with a business owner? Yeah, you can do. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to think as well, like with every sort of person, they have people within their network as well who are very similar to them, you know? So this works well on the commercial aspect. So you imagine if you're like a, you know, like a personal branding photographer. So there's, I mean, personal branding is absolutely massive on LinkedIn now, but if, you know, you might be like a solopreneur or a small business owner and set up your business, um, you know, the photographer's a personal branding photographer, he connects with you. The chances are, if you're a solopreneur, business owner, you're going to be connected with potentially a load of other small business owners in a very similar position to you within your local area. And you're also going to be connected with maybe a lot of other small business service providers because you've just set your business open. So you think from a, a business point of view, from a strategy point of view as a personal branding photographer, this person might be good to connect with and good to engage with because his or her network is also filled with very similar type of people to them. You know, so if you, if you like, um, if you work in a hotel, your network would probably also include a lot of people who work in that hotel and a lot of people from the last hotel you worked at where you were an assistant manager. Now you're a general manager. Do you see what I mean? So people's careers and industries and interests seem to follow them on LinkedIn. Got it. Okay. 
let's say we become connected and you want to stop seeing my posts or you want to unfriend me. Like, do I see that? Let's say you, I guess it's not unfriending, you unconnect. Is that the terminology in LinkedIn? Do I get uh, notified that that's happened? No, no. So the only way you'd know is if you come back to my profile and then it had the connect bit on again. So you're like, oh, what's going on here? Is Jeff like unconnected with us? So you don't get a notification. I mean, I've never unconnected with people I have actually blocked a few people just for mainly these clipping path companies that just keep spamming me with image editing and stuff, you know, so that those are the only ones I've tend to block. But if somebody's content doesn't align to what I'm following and stuff, or it's, you know, or, or it's been a bit negative, then I'll just unfollow them. Right. You've been heavily involved with LinkedIn for quite a while now. Is it a huge part of your inbox? Are you spending a lot of time going through messages and sorting things out and dealing with LinkedIn stuff? Yeah, I do spend a lot of time. I mean, I get a huge proportion of of business and photographers I work with have come through LinkedIn. I mean, some of the best opportunities I've had have come through somebody just messaged me on LinkedIn. You know, there's, oh, Jeff, we've seen your profile, we've seen your presence. You're always out there. We'd like to offer you this. We'd like to offer you that. Um, And about three or four of my ambassadorships that I have within the photography industry have all come through LinkedIn. One of the best things I love about LinkedIn, very similar to sort of like Facebook Messenger is, if you use the LinkedIn mobile app, you can just do these little voice clips. So a one minute voice clip or two minute video clip. So somebody will ask me a question about something I've posted. I'll get an inbox message and it'll be, Jeff, I loved your post about branding my photography, blah, blah, blah. Can you give me some advice on this? And that gives me the ability to quickly nip over to their profile, then go onto their website, give a quick check of the website and I'll come back and say, Hi, Dave. Uh, it's great to hear from you. Well, I've just been over to your website and noticed there's no call to actions on your homepage. What you should do is, and I'll leave maybe about three or four messages. It takes me five minutes. And the amount, I did actually did two two last night to um, two guys who messages, two individual photographers who messaged us from Africa, from Nigeria, who were wanting advice on remote virtual photography shoots. And I messaged them both back. And it took me about five minutes in between watching a movie. And the response was was phenomenal. They were like, oh my God, wow, that's amazing. That's so personalized. <laughs> Jeff, you're fantastic. You know, because nobody does it, you know, and people are frightened to do it, but it's so much more personal. I can give so much more value. I can answer everybody's question. And I'm dyslexic and I'm the slowest typist in the world. It would take me like forever to respond to all the messages I get, but little voice clips, brilliant. And that can give people what they want, give them value, helps my brand. They follow me more on LinkedIn because they're like, God, oh, Jeff doesn't just put this content out he actually deals with people individually and helps them which is what i do you know nice so with the videos and these audio replies are you doing those in app or do you just record them on your phone and then upload the video uh, no i just do them on so you can do yes yeah, so you can just do them in app so if you use a, the linkedin mobile app you can just record with that one minute um so it's just like on messenger you know where you hold down the little microphone thing and speak for 60 seconds or you can click the video a bit and then your camera phone initiates and then you've got a two minute recording for the video. Sometimes I do it through, I can do the video as a video file. So I might actually go in and record the screen record of their website and say, right, what I do is do this, do this, and then send that back that way. And that's nice. So they've got like really personal content and it shows that I've been on the website and I'm giving them some advice that's tailored towards them. That's so good. I'm a, I'm a massive proponent of video. and I, This is such a good way to connect with people, show your face, show your personality. Definitely. The fact that you really are excited, it's so so much more powerful than just copy. That's fantastic. All right, so, so for anyone that wants to explore this that hasn't yet, and I'm guessing that's 
most listeners. Like you said something about a fully optimized profile. Is that different to just setting up a profile on LinkedIn? Yeah. So when you set up your profile on LinkedIn, one of the first things you do is you check out what's called your LinkedIn SSI score. So that's your social selling index score. And you basically just head over to Google and type in what's my LinkedIn SSI score. You'll see a page to LinkedIn SSI come up. You click on that and it will show you the strength of your profile. So so what your profile score is. And your profile score is made up of um, how strong your profile is in the way it's filled out how strong your profile is by the size of your network, how strong your profile is by who you comment and engage with, and also how you produce content yourself. So you've got to think LinkedIn's made up of, it's like really three components. The way your profile is filled out yourself, about what you do and how you do it. The content that you produce on LinkedIn, so what you put out there for other people to see, and also how you engage on the platform, how you respond to other people's content. because. What LinkedIn wants is a good mix of all of that. It wants a strong profile that people can see not who you are, but what you actually do. So that your profile is all about your ideal client. They also want people who are going to create content because at the moment there's only 1% of the platform engaging and of actually creating content. But it doesn't want a platform filled with people just creating content. They want people to actually comment on other people's content too. And the way the algorithm works is if you start commenting on more people's content, that will give your profile more strength as an engager, as a debater, as a conversationalist. So that means when you come to produce your next bit of content, the algorithm will go, ah, Andrew's, Andrew's been really good this week. He's commented on about 10 people's posts. He's got into discussion. He's given value to the platform. He's not just going me, 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 talking about himself. So we were going to give him 5% reach on this post, but because he's been really good this week and engaged a lot, we're going to give him 8% reach or 10% reach. But coming back to your actual platform, your profile, you can go through LinkedIn and fill your profile out exactly the way LinkedIn says, tick all the boxes. Um, It's like having a website on LinkedIn, set up your company pages, but you can do all that and you can tick all the boxes and your profile will be fully optimized for LinkedIn but it doesn't mean it's a good profile. It doesn't mean it's fully optimized for your ideal client. And time and time again, I come to people's profiles, I look at them, they say, Jeff, can you check my profile out? And I'll say, profile's good in the fact that all the boxes are ticked. It's not good for your client. Because what happens is, first of all, you know, you, see, you get there, see people talking in, in the third party. So Andrew is a really good photographer. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. You know, you wouldn't go to a network meeting and introduce yourself and start saying, Andrew is a, you know, you say, hi guys. And so, so you always speak in the first party. You always talk about what you do for the client. Your clients don't care that you got a Canon A1 when you were 16 year old and you first got into black and white photography. What they want to know is what you can do for them. How are you going to be a benefit to the business? You know, so I'm a food photographer who takes stunning, high impact, engaging images of your food that makes your clients hungry. Your clients can virtually smell and taste it through the newsfeed and it leads to more sales, more bums on seats on your restaurant, more money in your till. So you you put everything together about what it is you do for the client. You don't sell the photography, you sell the end result. Yes, I love that. I love that. Mate, let me just take you back to, you talked about the SSI score. So I just Googled Jeff Brown LinkedIn SSI score. Can I see your SSI score or only you can do that for yourself? Yes, only I can do that for myself. So one thing you've got to remember is your SSI score is tailored towards slightly towards LinkedIn, getting you to sign up for sales manager, which is their premium system. 
And first of all, for your listeners, if you if you just started on LinkedIn, you don't have to go premium. I had LinkedIn for about two years. I hit, hit about 10,000 followers on the free account. I'm only premium now because, you know, I've got so many followers and I'm, I'm so active on it. And for 50 quid a month, it brings me just a ridiculous amount of business. But you can set it up. You can be working. I've got loads of photographers on board my program who are making a lot of money from LinkedIn and have never gone premium. They've just stuck with the free account. When you start, you can have a 30-day free trial. But what I would recommend you do is get your profile fully optimized, get some content out there, then switch over to premium. Don't go premium straight away with a, with a weak profile. But your SSI score will, you know, at very best, I think I've been up to about 92, 93 out of 100. You're never going to hit 100 because the idea of it is saying, well, you could go higher if you'd signed up to the premium version. So it is tailored a little bit towards pushing you to go premium, but it gives you, it's, it's a good thing for yourself as well, you know, because you can print it out. When, when I work with photographers, I say the first thing we do is get your connections now, you know, the strength of your profile now, print all that out. We'll put that together and that's your base point. And now we're going to improve on that and work on that and set some goals. Okay. So that's why you said do that in the beginning. So you've got a base score and then you start to do some work on your profile inside LinkedIn and you want to see that SSI score rise as you get better at it. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So when you say a fully optimized profile, that's filling in all those blanks, tailoring the profile for your potential client. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can, what you can do is you can have your profile. So so one of the big things I say is, you know, just don't put yourself out there as a photographer and please don't put yourself out there as a freelance photographer because freelance does sound a bit, you know, 15, 20 years ago, freelance was brilliant, but now it's associated with like, oh, I'll work with anybody, you know? Yeah. And and I always say if you're a specialist as opposed to a generalist, you can command much higher, much higher rates. You know, if you try to appeal to everyone, you're going to be special to no one anyways. You want to stand out as a particular type of photographer so that you're very attractive to a particular type of person. So if you were a food photographer, then you're going to be really of interest to somebody who owns a restaurant or somebody who produces food or or a grower of food. And you're going to connect within that industry. When you start sending out connection requests to supermarket chains or, um, I don't know, chocolatiers and restaurant owners and bakers and stuff like that, and they get a connection request from Andrew's photography, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, why do I want to connect with a photographer? But then they get a connection request from Andrew's fine food photography. We help grow your brand and you know, get bums on seats in your restaurant and stuff like that with attention grabbing food photography. Then they're like, oh, this guy sounds interesting because he's tailored towards me. Right. His niche sounds very... So, you know, you could be a newborn photographer, but you think, you know, I've, re- I've been hearing so much about personal branding. I want to try and set myself up in personal branding. So why not have a, a personal branding profile on LinkedIn and be a personal branding photographer on there? Or you could be, um, you know, try and think of, what works well, you know, what you enjoy doing, what you're passionate about, what's good for your geographical area. So what's busy around where you, you know, if you live in the city, then personal branding might be really good because there's lots of business people there, you know, and then set your profile up and tailor your profile to your client. And I mean, I've got people who even go like more micro niche. So they do personal, I've got quite a, a lot of people who do this actually. So they'll do personal branding for female entrepreneurs so they're a woman themselves they're in business so they have that similarity with their ideal client and they're a photographer who helps 
empowering women build their brand with images that help them stand out and connect with their clients. God, okay. I love all that. The only thing I'm, I'm unsure about now is, are you suggesting that if you are a newborn photographer, let's say I'm a newborn photographer, I'm successful, I'm going really well, I shouldn't pursue newborn photography on LinkedIn or I still can? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. It's so good. I honestly feel like I am just scratching the surface and there's so much more to learn. I know you mentioned you do have a program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Where's the best place for the listener if they want to learn more and dive into this to learn from you? Where do they go? So uh, I've got a a website called thephotographersmentor.com and they'll find a bit about me and what my program is. And my program is called The Six Steps to Success which actually now has nine steps, but uh, I don't want to change all the branding because <laughs> I keep, I just, I just keep adding more stuff to it, you know, so I've just added a blogging course onto it. So what it does is the way I run it is it, it's quite strict in the fact that it keeps the photographer online. So we start right at like in check sort of thing. So we start right at the very beginning with time management, goal setting. Then the next thing we do is we want a brand, creating your brand, then desire, which is all the NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, wording. Then we go on to pricing. Then we go on to website, then social media and blogging and joint ventures. So I take them along a journey. So loads of people join, you know, trying to join the pro or come onto my program and go, Jeff, can I get my website sorted? I went, no, you can't because we can't create your website until we have your brand and we have your message and what you're going to say and your pricing packages. Otherwise you're going to put out the wrong message to people. So it, it strips it right back to the very beginning and gets that premium brand, which allows you to charge a lot more money and creates the upselling pricing packages. And then I always say, you know, if you sign up for my program, you sign up to get your butt kicked as well. So it's like, <laughs> if if you join the program and, you know, we have a call and then I set you a task and I haven't heard from you from three weeks, then I'll send you a message. And then if you haven't responded to that, I will tag it in my private group and say, come on, we need a call. Because everybody I work with, I speak to them so much on the phone, they become friends, you know, and I really like, I want them to succeed, but I haven't got a, like a, a magic potion or a silver bullet. You know, there is a bit of work involved. And if you don't put the work in, I can give you all the information, everything. But if you don't put the work in, it's not going to come. Yeah, I totally agree, man. That's awesome. So that's at thephotographersmentor.com. So I'll add a link to that in the show notes. Mate, again, massive thanks. I'm going to talk to my members and see if they're interested in learning more from you. And maybe we can talk about doing a, a webinar or some extra training for members if they're keen. Are you happy to do that? I'd love to. I'd love to. As you know, I'm very passionate about it. You know, I could put a webinar together that would take them from literally knowing nothing about LinkedIn to actually becoming an influencer on the platform, you know, really building it up. And I'm talking about, and I see this time and time again with the people I work with, you know, get your profile right, start posting. It's consistency. It's 20 minutes a day. That's all it is. And within three months, if you look at what you do today, in three months time, if you keep that consistency, you could have a completely different business. And I've seen this so many times. And also you could be charging a hell of a lot more as well because you're hitting the people who aren't buying on price, Brian, because you're a solution to what they want. And these are people who hang around in a place where people earn a lot more money and have a, a bigger disposable income. Fantastic. All right, mate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the members up, see what they want to do, and then I'm going to chase you up and we'll follow through and, and get something happening. 
Jeff, again, mate, massive thanks for coming on. I know you got up at some ungodly hour to record this, something like <laughs> 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah, it was before 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, mate, look, massive thanks. Really do appreciate it and look forward to, to chatting again soon. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Andrew. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeff as much as I did. I know my head is spinning after hearing Jeff talk about LinkedIn and all the different things you can do to get it working effectively in your business. If you have a follow-up question for Jeff, you can hit him up in the show notes area. There's a comments area at the bottom of the show notes and they are at photobizx.com forward slash 425. Now in those show notes, I've also got links to anything and everything that he mentioned in the interview. And don't forget, if you are a premium member, you'll find Jeff easily accessible inside the members Facebook group. So if you do have a follow-up question for him, you can hit him up in there, tag him in your post or in the post that I put in there following this episode going live. I know that he'll be happy to answer any of your questions there. And Jeff and I were chatting after we finished recording that interview and he was talking about the idea of presenting a webinar, a hands-on webinar slash training for you if you are interested in going further with LinkedIn. So again, if you are interested in that, let me know inside the members Facebook group. And if you'd like some training to help you specifically with your business as a group of PhotoBizX members, we can go ahead and pursue that with Jeff. It's shout out time. I've got two big shout outs for this episode of the podcast. The first one goes to Miami newborn photographer, Melissa Alina Jeffcoat in the United States. She left a five-star rating and a lovely review in Apple Podcasts. She says, I've been listening to Andrew for years and the information his guests share beats all others. Andrew cuts through the fluff and asks the questions we all want answered to help us move our businesses forward. And she says, I can't even listen each week because there is so much info in each episode that I want to jump in and start implementing, but I'm still working on the previous week's goodies. She goes on to say, I love to look through past episodes to get more info on certain topics like Facebook ads, email marketing, and sales. So Melissa, massive thanks for taking the time to leave your rating and review. And the way I like to show my thanks for taking the time to do that is not only giving you a shout out on the podcast, but also adding a link using a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for from the show notes of today's episode. So I've done exactly that for you, Melissa. And again, massive thanks for taking the time to do that. And I have to say, I absolutely love your website. It is gorgeous, beautifully laid out, plenty of information, easy to follow. I can see you've made a big effort on your SEO and continue to do so, but your work, photography, the about page, the whole lot, absolutely gorgeous. So Melissa, congratulations to you. It looks amazing. I hope business is going just as well. My second big shout out goes to Strumman One from the United States. So if you are Strumman One, please let me know because I'd love to add a link to your website using a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for. Again, as a way for me to say a proper thanks. But Strumman One says, along with their five-star rating, Andrew is one of my favorite podcast interviewers. Besides exuding kindness and approachability, it seems he always asks the questions you would like to ask the guests. He never pontificates or gets in the way of his guests, as a number of podcasters seem prone to do. The Photography Experiment podcast gets into the nuts and bolts of various genres of photography and is a great conduit to some approaches to the art that are likely new to you. 
Besides being entertaining, this podcast will absolutely expand your creative horizons. Wow, what a fantastic review. Strumman one, you have to absolutely let me know who you are because I want to say a proper thanks. And uh, yeah, fantastic review. Thank you so much. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. One last quick announcement before we close out today's episode. If you haven't already had enough from me, I was recently interviewed for the Surf Coast Creative Podcast with Ben and Jess. These two are a couple of creatives based in Victoria, Australia. They interview a wide range of creative guests. They're a ton of fun, have a great following. And if you are looking to discover a new podcast and also hear a little bit more about or from me, go and check out the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I was interviewed for episode number 46. I've linked to it in the show notes, but if you go to surfcoastcreatives.com, you will easily find it there, along with a bunch of other episodes with creatives from all different fields of life. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Once I get this edited and out to you today, I'm probably going to be packing a few more boxes before our move next month. Hopefully going to hit a few golf balls, get out on my bike for some training, then come back and do a little bit more work here in the studio. I hope whatever you have planned is fun, is keeping you motivated, enthusiastic, excited about work and life. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you are safe, healthy and well. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 